0: One of the things I remember about summer holidays growing up was consistently, probably almost every day, hearing my mom tell us kids, go play outside. Whenever we would start to bug each other and get on each other's nerves, that was her line, to go play outside. Or I think of the days where I go visit the schools after a couple of days of indoor recess in the wintertime and I can just see the teachers With their eyes bugging out because they just can't wait till the kids can go outside again we're meant to be outside we all need to be outdoors because we are part of creation and we hear that in scripture in lots of different ways regularly and we hear that through all three of our readings today at mass how creation is a part not only of our human experience, but of the experience of the way that God is bringing about salvation. That in the Old Testament, creation is used in a couple different ways. It's used either to try to grapple and understand the nature and the reality of God, or it's used as a way of giving thanks and praise to God for his blessings. There's a great kind of almost like a hymn in the book of the prophet Daniel, where it just lists off for verse after verse, sun and moon, bless the Lord. Wind and sky, bless the Lord. Snow and rain, bless the Lord. Over and over again, just letting all of creation bless the Lord. And then St. Paul in his letter to the Romans today is the only time that it's done so clearly as he does today, which is he's pairing the imperfection of creation with the imperfection of our humanity, and that God is bringing about the salvation of everything that he has created. And the reason for that is that the beginning of the story of salvation starts in a garden. That part of the coexistence that God created for Adam and Eve was to tend the garden, for Adam to name the animals that God had created that there was this relationship and link between humanity as the last thing that God created and all of the rest of the things that God created. And it was when Adam and Eve broke free from that symbiotic relationship that sin came into the world. And so St. Paul picks up that idea again that in the way that it was broken from what it should have been, God is moving to restore how we are in right relationship to all of creation. Or you can even think of St. Francis of Assisi, who's well known to be connected with creation, had a great spirituality towards all of God's creation. And he would often call parts of creation brother or sister, expressing that bond and that link. Brother-son or sister moon. That this isn't something that's foreign to our Christian idea of the world. That there is a bond, there is a similarity between all of God's creation and us, even though in a particular way we stand apart from it. But some people will come to me sometimes and tell me, Father, nature, creation, that's my church. That's where I pray. I don't need to go to the church to pray because I pray best out in creation, or on the golf course. Or sometimes people will ask, Father, why can't we just get married outside in the mountains? It's beautiful. It makes your heart soar. It seems like the perfect place to get married. Why do we have to come indoors into the church? Now, there is spirituality and there is prayer, absolutely, that takes place out in creation. But there's a danger with only doing that. Because when we only do that, we have the temptation to start to create God according to our our own image. See, all of creation is like God's masterpiece. It's like his painting, his work of art. But when you see a painting, you can know something of the artist, right? An artist has a particular style and a particular medium, and there's something that you can know of the artist who painted that painting. But you can't look at that a painting and interpret that painting and saying, oh, I know the artist. We're really close. Him and I go way back. No. There's something that you grasp, but there's infinitely more of the one who created it that lies beyond the painting. And so to presume that we can just experience the masterpiece and we know the artist is a little bit arrogant. And so when we go and seek God out only in creation, it's like going to a work of art and drawing our own interpretation of it and saying, we know the artist. We need more than that. And then there's another thing that we have the temptation to do as human beings, which is we experience creation according to our inclinations. Now, I know none of you here would do something like this, but I remember going and hiking Johnston Canyon just outside Banff many years ago. It's, if you've never been, it's a beautiful hike through this canyon carved out by a creek, and it's a nice place to go for a walk, but they've done it so that anybody can walk it. It's not a hike, it's a walk, because they've paved most of the trail lining this canyon. And I remember when I went, a tour bus pulled out and a bunch of ladies in high heels got out to hike the Johnston Canyon in their high heels. Yes, you can experience something of the beauty of this canyon and what nature has created, but it's not the same as when you go out into untouched nature and experience it as it is before humans have kind of Catered it to themselves. Or I think of the four years that I lived in downtown Edmonton. You would think there's all of these people that are literally living on top of each other. The density of people in that area is so great, you would think, what a great opportunity for community and people coming together to do things. And they can't even look each other in the eye when they walk down the street. That even though they're all together, They've insulated themselves so that they don't even know who lives in the apartment next door. Because they've created a world of concrete that insulates them from the creation that surrounds them. And they start to believe that they are in control of their life and the world around them. For all of you, those of you that come from the farm or live on the farm, you know that that's not your reality. That you have to live according to what creation offers you. When the rain comes, when the rain doesn't come, when the road gets flooded out, or when the snowbanks are too high to get out of your driveway, you are susceptible to creation when you live away from that. But we can, even in a smaller city like Camrose, through the way that we shape the world around us, insulate ourselves from really being a part of creation. To the point where a number, a few years back, Pope Francis came out with an encyclical called Laudato Si on the Care of Creation. And the one thing that I vividly remember reading from it is him emphasizing the importance of green space in our cities for that very purpose. That by having that green space, it reminds us that we are not in control of our existence. And concrete can start to make us think like everything is always in its rightful place. We can't just rely on creation as our source of spirituality because then it becomes, like in the gospel, the seed that fell on rocky ground. Yes, we can experience something of God through creation, but it has to go deeper than that. What we're being invited to as Christians is a relationship with the artist himself, not just his masterpiece. And this, for us as Catholics, as difficult as it can be sometimes, is the gift of our life in the church. To avoid that temptation of creating God into our own image and likeness, to avoid the temptation of insulating ourselves from the full experience of God and just kind of taking him piecemeal as much as we want God in our life. The gift of the church through the sacraments, through her teachings, is to draw us past that. To come and to know God in the fullness of who He is. To break down our misconception of who He is, to come to the truth of who God is. So, as we experience our summer months, where most of us spend more time outside than the rest of the year, if the smoke doesn't keep us indoors, Give thanks to God through creation. Stop long enough when you are out there in your garden or camping or whatever you're doing outdoors to just give thanks to God for his creation. To remember how you are connected to everything that God has created. And that through all of that, God is bringing about our salvation. Let that be a moment of prayer for you. And then remember when you come to the church, the gift of how it helps you to understand what God is trying to do in your life through word and through sacrament. And I'll just finish today with part of the prayer that Pope Francis ends his encyclical, Laudato With, All-powerful God, you are present in the whole universe and in the smallest of your creatures. You embrace with your tenderness all that exists. Pour out upon us the power of your love that we may protect life and beauty. Fill us with peace that we may live as brothers and sisters harming no one. Teach us to discover the worth of each thing, to be filled with awe and contemplation, to recognize that we are profoundly united with every creature as we journey towards your infinite light.